Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, I want to begin a week of podcasts thinking about the question of suffering. And what I want to look at in these episodes is not so much to answer the deep theological question of why is there suffering, especially why did the innocent suffering? Why did the innocent suffer? Those are clearly super important questions. And maybe in a in a subsequent series of podcasts, I'll kind of dive into that and, and kind of surface some of the answers Christianity has given to that. But this week, I want to talk about how do we as Christians, those who have faith in Christ, baptized into Christ, um, how do we cope with suffering? How do we live with it in a way that's um, faithful and helpful and good? And so in this first episode, I want to begin by just saying suffering is normal. People suffer. For sure, we know that since Genesis 3, with the advent of human sin, there's suffering. However, there's an open question if you read Genesis 1 and 2 very closely of whether or not actually certain kinds of suffering might have been built into reality then as well. Not so much innocent suffering or uh, tragic suffering, but the kind of suffering you have, say, for example, if you're trying to achieve something, you have to work hard at it and kind of grow. Even that might have been built into that. A theologians disagree about that. But either way, in our life now, today, you and me, we suffer. And it is normative. No one avoids it. And there's all kinds of suffering. Of course, there's um, financial suffering. There's economic suffering. There's the suffering of, of uh, being a victim of marginalization, of sexism, racism. There's the suffering of sickness. There's the, 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 the pain of looking at a broken, fallen world. I just read in the news in my city that we just broke our record of murders this year. Uh, of, uh, relative to all the years, we've had more murders now. And um, we're just in October, so that number probably will go up. And, you know, I... <laughs> There's no joyful way to respond to that. Um, it makes me sad. It's depressing. It makes me really angry, um, you know, that people would carry out such a crime. Um, you know, so all kinds of levels, it happens, and it's really normal. It's also normal in the scriptures. Let me talk about two places it shows up. One is in the Psalms. You cannot read all 150 Psalms and come away thinking, faithful people never suffer. Uh, over and over, the writers of the Psalms cry out to God with their suffering, with their affliction, in, in many different ways. And they're r- radically open about it. There's no pulling of any punches, no pretending there's something wrong with that. And then, of course, there's Jesus. And, of course, the ultimate of that is in the cross. But I think there's other places that we do well to pay attention to. Um, you know, um, he he goes to Lazarus's grave, and he's going to resuscitate Lazarus. He's going to bring him back to life, but he still weeps. And I think he's in pain over the death of his friend. He's suffering. Or in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's so overcome with anxiety about what he has to face that he asks the Father if there's any way, other way to get it done. Um, 
one account says he sweat drops of blood, which is a physiological thing that can really happen that flows out of a deep, deep, deep trauma and anxiety. Jesus suffered. And if it's bad to suffer in the Christian life, then Jesus was a bad Christian. I think, of course, we know the absurdity of that kind of statement. And so I think um, knowing that, I want to start with this, that um, we have to be so careful of falling into a trap that I think can often happen in certain streams of contemporary American Christianity, versions of evangelicalism, Pentecostalism, and the charismatic tradition, that somehow we must always feel joy and feel happiness um, and never, never own our suffering and the pain and sorrow and depression and sadness that goes with it. One of, one, fav- one of my favorite theologians is a guy named Philip Carey, he teaches at Eastern College, and he writes about this notion that somehow because we have Jesus, um, even if we have suffering, we can just be happy, happy, joy, joy about it. And he says that's a cruel idea, a cruel idea, and I agree with him. Let me read a couple paragraphs from him. He's, he writes, the idea that Christians are supposed to have a deep inner joy all the time is a terribly cruel notion. The idea itself is what's cruel. It turns people who wish to comfort the afflicted into tormentors. They want to help their suffering friends get the joy back, but in the process, they insist their friends accept the underlying idea that it's not normal for the Christian life to include deep suffering of heart. So in addition to the suffering, their friends are wounded by the suggestion that their affliction is due to some failure in their Christian life is that there's something wrong with Christians who have a cross to bear. Boy, I think that is so good, so well put. So we experience suffering, and when you suffer, it is sorrowful, painful, and, and, um, and brings deep sadness and sometimes even depression. And we have to live with that, and we have to process that as disciples but if our message is somehow, if we struggle with our suffering, if we do suffer and then be, we have the normal feelings that are attached to suffering, somehow there's something wrong with our Christian faith, that's a cruel thing to give to people. So as I talk about how to cope with suffering, I'm not going there at all. I'm not going there at all. Suffering is unavoidable and suffering is painful. And Christians who suffer feel the pain of suffering and that's normal. And they're simply following the way of Jesus and reflecting the life and the heart of those who wrote the Psalms, who are faithful people of God. God bless and have a great day.